Oh, it dropped three days ago. I did not know that. Is it? Oh, it's a teaser trailer. Okay. That makes sense. I feel like this is a, I, I can't, I can't, I'm watching this trailer and it just seems like a, a recut of the Walk the Line. Like it's, it's got a really, it's got a really twangy bluesy soundtrack and uh, I don't know, it's very emotive. Oh, Joaquin Phoenix, such a weirdo. Look at him. <laughs> Wow, this this trailer is like really, really classy for a Batman or just any DC movie. Like, I mean, if I mean, I guess that makes sense because Scorsese or I mean, Scorsese's directing or producing or whatever he's doing. Um, he's making a classy Joker, is what he's doing. <laughs> this is a very, I mean, like, yeah, wow, that's like that is like the most art house trailer for any like comic book movie i've ever seen and for ever. a teaser trailer like, it's, it's like pretty long it is pretty long yeah um yeah like the music is like the music choices is just really classy it's like a little jazzy and um i don't know it's like the the fit the shot the tone of the shots or the color of the shots like this faded muted color so um i don't know this is this is like a, a movie that you would watch at like a limited limited time screen <laughs> indie theater wow okay um so i'm wondering i'm wondering if the main i guess they're going for a heath ledger kind of approach where he just wears makeup and does. He's not gonna. It's, it's just war paint and it's not an actual Ace Chemicals bath, unless that's something they're gonna be pocketing to like the end of the movie or like a post credit scene or something. I mean, we don't have a Batman anymore. Yeah, this is this is it's because like it's weird because like um oh wait, actually are we are we just like diving into the episode right now? We're not even synced yet. <laughs> uh yeah, I guess we are. Uh, anywho, um, yeah, you bring up a good point, um, cause, uh, as of, what's the, when did that article came out? Two or three days ago by now? Um, 
Warner Brothers announced that the DC Extended Universe as we know it isn't um, uh, existing anymore. Um, so it seems what they're doing, at least what they, at least like some of the lessons that were proven, and I guess the lessons that they took took away from, uh, especially Wonder Woman, is that instead of building a interconnected universe, they're just going to continue playing the toy box and create standalone films, which is something that the Wonder Brothers has been doing for a very long time. I mean, um, I mean the Superman movies, I mean, they were a franchise for a while, and so it's like the Tim Burton, uh, Joel Schumacher mini, mini-verse of movies. I mean, they technically all, all go in, the, or all part of the same timeline, but, you know... They weren't part of Extended Universe, and now that Wonder Woman um, showed how much success a single film it could do while not necessarily being tied to their greater narrative, um, and the fact that uh, they're experimenting more with like a standalone Joker movie, Walking Phoenix, and... Maybe they could do like a standalone Flashpoint movie or a, st- a standalone. See, the only problem Judas Contract. The only th- problem with that is, for some of those, like, even if you do standalone movies, you're gonna have to have at some point Batman show up or the Flash mm-hmm. show up for Flashpoint or, mm-hmm. or like any of the superheroes for that matter, and. I think them not having a defined extended universe kind of hinders them from making good decisions. I I agree. Like I think at the end of the day, I mean, we talked about this a lot. Warner Brothers, I mean, straight up should have just copied the Marvel formula. And I know there were a lot of under pressure. Like, oh shit, we dropped the ball. We are like. 10 years behind and we gotta they put all their eggs in a basket with um batman versus superman and then leading up to justice Mm -hmm. league and the fact that they rushed the process or they didn't completely trust Zack snyder's vision um and what say what you will about Zack snyder like like him or hate him he did have a very specific vision for the justice movies like he he had a plan for like three of them um and like the the cut of justice League that we got was not the full the zach that... snyder yeah exactly and then like he was throwing out like crazy stuff like oh yeah at the end of uh was it ba- yeah end of justice league uh dark side shows up and he personally kills off steppenwolf and then we're like oh shit and then i think it was either the I think one of the storyboard plans he had for either the second or third movie was that entire post-apocalyptic f- scene where Bat like, like imagines parademons uh, roaming the earth and he's, it's all Mad Maxian and stuff. That was supposed to be like a major, major part of a future movie and Warner Brothers just didn't want to go to, in that direction. Which is weird because Warner Brothers still decided to put that in the movie and confuse the fuck out of everybody. Yeah, I guess it's. I mean, we, we we have a spoiler cast about Justice League. We talked to the length about it. I I think it's just a matter of 
too many cooks in the kitchen, and they didn't trust Zack Snyder. Which is um, a problem if you if you don't trust a director's vision on how they want the movie, um, then don't hire that director. Mm-hmm. That and yeah. it's just like, it's, why are you gonna hire him and then be like, yeah? Now we don't trust the way that you're going, so we're just gonna change it to this. Makes no sense. It's this, it's this constant push and pull between making art and making money. Because mm-hmm. yes, you're making art, but still, I mean, Hollywood's still a business. Uh, there's still it's still a numbers game. Which I mean, you can't have one without the other. And I I guess at certain times those forces aren't balanced out and i mean for justice league you know it's a mess it's like two different movies like just or three different movies just like slammed together and collaged and they also i mean Warner brothers just Warner brothers should have just stuck to their guns and you know trusting their directors trusting their properties and i'm trusting and their like fans really Trusting their fans, and you know, honestly, they should have they should have just taken their time and built out the solar movies and really leaned into the camp and leaned into what makes those characters great. And granted, Water Brothers DC, they're they're making steps towards that, like Aquaman. Aquaman, they real they just leaned hard into like we know how ridiculous this is, and we don't know if we're gonna have an Aquaman too. So we're gonna stick as much money and camp and and pop and circumstance in this movie as much as possible, and we're gonna get Jason Momoa, and he's awesome, and just they just went for the fences. And Aquaman, I don't I haven't checked the box office numbers in a while, but that made that movie made a ton of money, um, and then now. On the horizon, you have Shazam or the uh, the other Captain Marvel movie coming up pretty soon, and you could see DC and the, the creative team like really leaning into like one they're actually having fun in a DC movie, which is unheard of. <laughs> um, like they're actually like they're actually having fun. They're making cracking jokes. They're making it a little bit lighthearted, and the fact that you have like this. I mean, one the Shazam character is like are pretty well tailored to that. And then you have Zachary Levi, who's a very charismatic actor in himself. And yeah, I think, I think they're, I think they're making steps in the right direction, but I I, I really think it's a mistake for them to like dissolve or just give up on um, creating an extended universe. But I mean, a lot of it's the reels already in motion, like Batfleck's no longer Batfleck. And and then, like for the last like I don't know a couple of weeks, you just see a new article like, "Oh, so and so is interested in being the next Batman," and it's it's kind of a meme already. And I don't know, I I really as much as how much flack Batman or Batfleck gets, I I really wanted to see how far he could well, go with it. Uh, ben Affleck also had his own personal issues with filming uh, the Batman movies. And I understand that. I think he was going through, like, a divorce or something. Uh, mm. He reverted back to alcoholism. So, like... Oh, Yeah, shit. so there was a lot going on for why he wanted to step down. And that's completely fine, and that's understandable. Um, mm. However, for 
Warner Brothers to basically just come out and be like, yeah, you know that extended universe that, that we just started building? Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, sorry guys. Uh, so much for that. And, you know, it's weird because like, they, they spent... I mean, obviously, Marvel has the lead on them for 10-something years, but they spent a lot of time and money, and now they're like, oh, well, it's it didn't work the first time. Well, so let's let's move on, and, that, and that's something I think people have to remember. Like, not all of the early Marvel movies were good. Like, we it took it took a while for like the for Marvel to well, I guess depending on the studio, but to make a half decent Hulk movie. And <laughs> I mean, Iron Man. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> I mean, the, uh, I mean the the 2008 Iron Man movie. Like, it's still a masterpiece, but. Iron Man Two wasn't as I mean it was a little bit weak um, and and I don't I think I think people didn't really like Iron Man Three, um, Thor Two, uh, Thor the Dark World that wasn't that strong of a contender but they still kept going and now we have Thor Ragnarok which is like one of the greatest Thor movie properties which is Thor properties. Sorry ever. to it's sorry awesome. to like randomly cut to this but um so I looked up Aquaman. Aquaman made one point one three billion dollars, shit, which is um, very close to Black Panther, which made one point three mm-hmm. billion, mm-hmm. and it outsold Wonder Woman, which sold, which is wild, li- which it's sold eight hundred and twenty one million. Mm-hmm. So you know why? Because because the fans are thirsty, because Jason Momoa is is. One hell of amazing, um, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. Let me, let me just say this. I don't think it was Jason Momoa that sold that movie out. No, no, no. I think it was our boy and our savior, Willem Dafoe. Oh, of course, of course, Willem Dafoe. (laughs) This is true. I'm so sorry. I could be a grave, a grave mortal sin against this podcast. I'm sorry, Andy. You should know if Defoe's in it, it's gonna sell. It's gonna be gold. Oh, I mean that movie. That movie just had a really ensemble cast. It had James Wan, and you know, never in my life ever I would have thought that they would do a super screen accurate Black Manta, and they yeah. did it. It's like holy shit! This is I mean, awesome. I'm gonna be honest. It was a little disappointing. I watched the movie twice, so. Mm-hmm. It was a little disappointing that Black Manta got his ass kicked and then we just didn't see him anymore. But it was also mm-hmm. more of that he was like a B-villain for the movie. And um, the the after credits basically gave out that Black Manta is going to be the next villain. Hell and yeah. I want yeah. to see more of Black Manta. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. did he not get the role of Candyman recently? I believe so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right because I, I I remember sharing news about that on on Left 4 Dread. Actually, let me, let me look it up. Black Manta, Candyman. Oh yeah. So let's see. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry for butchering his <laughs> name. Yeah. Yeah. Abdul Mateen the second. Uh, Black Manta from Aquaman will be um, in Candyman, which is being produced by Jordan Peele. So Jordan Peele, let's, let's, let's like I know it's a tangent, but he is killing it. He he's got 
He has uh, Get Out. He has Us that's coming out really soon. Like, like I think like a, a two weeks from now. Sometime this month. And then the Twilight Zone premiere um, in April. And now he's doing a sequel to Candyman. Like, Jordan Peele is just on the warpath. Jordan, I love it. Jordan Peele is killing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what made him want to get out of comedy and start writing and directing. But by all means, fucking go with it, brother. You're doing great. I, I don't remember who said this or wrote this, but um, I think someone's. Uh, it was something. It was like some famous writer, screenwriter. Maybe it was like George Carlin or something like that. They were saying like comedy is like one of the hardest things to write and produce. Um, and I I don't know, or or, or it's just like Jordan Peele is a genius. It, 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 I think it's just what it comes what it comes down to. Like, and he has a great vision and now he has all this he's he's proving his chops and i i, I think he he that, that guy's a workhorse so i think he's, he's he's been putting a lot of craft in and now that he's getting all these opportunities it's so awesome um and and uh, i guess uh this is, we're not sponsored but like his production company uh monkey paw productions um it's they're they're doing like this there's like there's no particular uh, deadline or period, but yeah, they're accepting screen or screenplays and scripts. So if if we want to submit one of our crazy newfangled ideas, Andy, we can submit Ugh. it to his. Company. I mean, we might have to. We can make a horror. Hold movie. on, hold on, hold on. We hold can on. make Deathbed. We gotta, too. we gotta great. save this because that is the perfect time to say that. Because later in this episode, we will talk about some crazy shit. Yes, yes, oh, and that great. will be what we submit. <laughs> um cool andy so do we have oh actually i guess we should actually have a proper i was just thinking that <laughs> 19 minutes into recording what's up pals thanks for tuning in this is episode 162 of super nerd pals i'm your host andy carasquilla and i'm your other host for today chris samson and as you know we're on a fucking war path <laughs> oh it's so good Wow. Okay, so we just covered uh, Joker, some... You know, it's crazy. Before we started recording, you wanted to write a plan of what we were going to talk about. Oh, no. (laughs) That just kind of, like, flew out the window, and it's been great since. It's great. We're we're podcasting professionals. It's great. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Oh, Andy, do you have any... any, um, uh, well, I mean, we talked, we covered like uh, Joker, D- DCEU stuff. Is there anything new that you've been nerding out on, or any particular news that's been catching your attention? Um, um, honestly, as random as it is, and as much as I didn't want to get behind it, Detective Pikachu. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the, there was a new trailer that dropped uh, a couple days yeah, ago. Yeah. So and uh, before that, I don't know if you guys, uh, if you saw, or if anyone listening saw. But Ryan Reynolds actually did like uh, a fake interview of yeah yeah that was the one that was all like black and white and like super serious. It was called like becoming yes yeah. yeah and he was talking about how, how he gets into his character roles and he said to to portray Pikachu correctly he had to become Pikachu and he said that he abandoned his family because Pikachu doesn't have a family uh, no. and. He started crawling on his hands and knees because Pikachu's only three feet tall. And oh my god. It, it was amazing. 
And um, it's so good. I thought it was hilarious. And then like two days later, the Detective Pikachu trailer dropped. And I don't know, that movie just keeps looking better and better the more I see of it. Hell yeah. Oh my god. Um, I, I think, I mean, as much as we would love a Danny DeVito Detective Pikachu, this is, Ryan Reynolds is owning it. It's just I I can't I I mean I I would okay if there's gonna be a sequel please put Danny DeVito as like Raichu or something like that <laughs> and <laughs> or Detective Pikachu's uh, boss oh my god that'd be so good it's like a just like a hard boiled Pikachu with a mustache and like <laughs> just and he has like Jonah Jameson like Silver Fox sideburns and. He's just constantly yelling at And Ryan Pikachu's Reynolds. gonna come in and this yeah. Danny DeVito Raichu is just gonna say Spider-Man and then Ryan <laughs> Reynolds Pikachu is gonna look at it and be like, the fuck is a Spider-Man? <laughs> and then and then um DeVito, DeVito Raichu's like, You're a loose cannon, uh, Pikachu, but like your Moxie, but protocol demands that you need a partner. And it's like I work alone, and then the kid's like, but Am I a joke? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and then, I don't know, they throw in... who I don't know who, who's going to be the next... The ne- Dupender. Um, oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> the cab driver from Deadpool 2. Yeah, holy shit, yes. How awesome would that... do? Okay, oh my god, Andy. Dupender has to be the, the next partner. And then, like... And the, and the kid, the kid's still tagging along. He's like, "What, what the hell?" And then, and then Ryan Reynolds and Dupinder uh, have like this amazing bromance, and, and like they make inside jokes to the Deadpool movie. The and then Dupinder, in the end, is gonna be like, "I haven't worked this hard since working with Deadpool," and that's our <laughs> crossover. Oh my god! Wait, how awesome would it be if? If like Dupinder, like like Detective Peach is like, we need some, we need some muscle, we we need some backup. And then Dupinder just drops the Hello Kitty bag full of guns. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, Detective Pikachu goes back to report to his boss, and he's like, why, why is this office empty? And then he goes to Dupinder, and Dupinder has his boss locked in the back of the trunk. Dupinder's just gonna be like, uh, so I did something? Oh, don't be mad. <laughs> oh, God, it's so stupid. I love it. <laughs> what we were talking about, we were talking about how great, like, Detective Pikachu trailer was, but then we just made our own Detect- Detective Pikachu 3. And this is why Jordan oh. Peele needs to hire us. Yes, we need. We'll, we'll write the script. We'll submit it. It'll be great. Whew. Um, so, Andy, you're the Pokemon master. Like, what are you most excited about for Detective Pikachu? I mean, I think. Uh, I mean, I think there's a lot to narrow down. Like, there's Ryan Reynolds. Just like just seeing actually really cool CGI rendered versions of the Pokemon. Like Mewtwo shows up in the, in the middle of the trailer. It's like holy yeah, shit! Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, there's there's a lot to be excited for this is the first live action pokemon movie um Mm -hmm. this is the first pokemon movie that's set in a serious tone like Mm -hmm. this dude's trying to discover that like he's trying to 
solve the case that his father's not actually dead. And mm-hmm. that's that's pretty dark for a Pokemon story in general. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I mean, it has this ensemble cast. Like, not. Uh, I mean, uh, if I remember correctly, like Ken Watanabe plays like the the main character's dad's yeah. partner in the Police Wars, which is awesome. Um, and then Ryan Reynolds and oh my gosh, how cool would it be if like the voice actors for Jesse and James and Meow just makes a cameo? Because like, I I think that'd be so cool. Yeah, that. I think how the trailers are, are are coming out already. I'm sure there's gonna be like like really tongue in cheek Easter egg and jokes like that. Well, or cameos. Ryan I think Reynolds really is cool. definitely. I mean, portraying Deadpool, I would assume that he is definitely on board with like cameos, breaking fourth walls, and mm-hmm. whatnot. And I feel like that's something that Ryan Reynolds would be like, "Yo, this would be fucking amazing if we did this." And mm-hmm. who's gonna say no to Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. That man's a genius. <sighs> He's a great actor. It's it's so good. And I think he oh, makes goodness. a good Pikachu. Yeah. He should start being Pikachu in the anime. He should. <laughs> <That'd> be... <laughs> oh, good. I mean, there's... Oh, man. So, we just, so just while we're on the topic of, of Pokemon, should we just roll into, like, into a hardcore? Yeah, board? yeah. Uh, um, I think before we get to like Gen A, we should talk about. Um, did you see the reveal or the um, like the art reveal of the the new Pokemon Mewtwo Evolution movie where like they showed three D renders of Ash, uh, Misty, and Brock? Yeah. Yeah. How, well, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, it looks weird. <laughs> it looks weird. Okay. I think it's just because like, I'm not used to it. Um, mm-hmm. It. A lot of people are pointing out it looks a lot like the CG renders from Jump Force, and I can definitely kind of see that. Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm just me being a biased anime fan and like, and how CGI in anime could be like really good or really bad. Um, I mean, I, I guess I still, I'm waxing nostalgic for like, traditional like 2d animation but um that being said like the fat i mean i I, i'm still really curious about this movie especially because like i want to i could see like a fully rendered cg armored mewtwo Mm -hmm. and like holy shit like armored when i was a kid and armored mewtwo came let's let's see i lost my mind and i I remember doodling armored mewtwo for like weeks just weeks afterwards but you know what Um, as weird as the characters look um i think the pokemon look excellent Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like I also thought that Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse looked very weird, animated. Like the animation mm-hmm. style was a little weird, but then when I watched it and like as I was watching it, I grew to like it, and I feel like it's gonna mm-hmm. be the same with this movie. So maybe it's just because we only had like literally like one screenshot. It's really out of context. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. I get that. Um, but yeah, is there anything in particular that you're excited for about Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution? Oh, seeing that um, baller ass Mewtwo and Mew fight. Yes. Uh, and then we, we can we can start crying again when 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 Ash turns to stone and then Pikachu tries to revive him. Uh, God, the feels. Honestly, like, when that happened, I started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I, I was not one of the kids who cried. Like stupid I was like, I was Pikachu, he's it. cemented. <laughs> Electricity doesn't go through that. Man, that shit's weak. Pikachu, you're better than this. Use Iron Tail. <laughs> there you go. You might break his head off, but... Uh, yeah. The power of love saves all. I was like, uh, okay. I, I, can see wh- I can see why. This is a little bit cheesy, but... I mean, this is a kid's film. <laughs> so I can see why you do that. Is that what you were saying uh, as like a 10-year-old kid watching this? I, honestly, I, I, I was, I was kind of... It's a little cheesy. I was kind of mad. I was kind of mad. I was like, what, what is this? And like, was like, that was a cop-out. This is your chance to replace yeah. Ash. This is true. Yes. We don't need Ash anymore. He'll just be, he'll be written off on the face of the earth and then we'll just have a new, a new guy. You know what? You know what? Knowing Professor Oak and how hokey he is, I'm sure he like probably has some secret pod in the back of his lab and he just regrows another Ash. And that's why, you know, every generation, Ash doesn't age because, <laughs> you know, like, he can never age because of some weird uh, law written to the universe. So he just replaces Ash with a new, a new body, same age, but like retains all the memories. So like... Going back to like Arnold Schwarzenegger's six day kind of movie BS, like he like records his memories, grows a new body, puts that all the new memories to the new body. That's why Ash never ages, even though he's like. 30 See, years that's old. that's crazy. But what if Professor Oak is he's tight with Celebi? Oh. Celebi's a fucking time traveler. Oh my so god! So he's going back in time every time um, Ash's mom is like raising Ash as a little kid and he's just kidnapping Ash from different timelines. Oh, y'all, this is like Bioshock Infinite. Like, <laughs> what, okay, what if, what if old school Professor Oak is actually Ash, um, but like from a different, from a different alternate universe and in order to, to retain, well, one, one to prevent like a temporal paradox, and also to sustain his life force. He's going, he's going to other universes, kidnapping Ash. So one, so like because because the world of Pokemon, what we we see is sanitized, so it's really dangerous. <laughs> the constant of Pokemon is really dangerous. A bunch of kids who are like 12, 13 years old, they just pack up. And they just they just hitchhike across the world, and they they they, they fight dangerous Pokemon, and 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 they they capture them. And sure, sure, there's there's gonna be like Pokemon centers, and uh, and I I'm sure we can, we can get into some other time about what's the health insurance <laughs> like Pokemon. Is it like is it is it is it like single payer? Is it is it or are do people play obscene amount of taxes or <laughs> is I. I, I don't know. Or do, how much money does Ash spend on medical expenses <laughs> and insurance plans for his Pokemon? Because, I mean, you're only allowed six Pokemon on your on your belt. So I guess I guess if you can constantly... And then does, Pokemon, does that mean that Professor Oak charges, like, a storage fee for each Pokemon? Or, or the mysterious bill? Because then, like, I, then how do you catch them all if you're not rich enough to hold them all? Oh my god! <laughs> also, this this begs the question. Like, I, I think okay, Andy, you're you're my you're my you're my Pokedex. Who like who developed the technology for like storing digitized Pokemon? Was it Bill or like? Oh, it was Bill. Or like, it was Bill. Okay, I bet how 
how rich is Bill? Oh, Bill, Bill's a baller. If he got invited to see the grand opening of the SSN, and then was like, I don't need this shit. Ash, you could take my tickets. Oh so, my so Bill must be like top baller. Can you imagine being so rich that you just, you just, you, you, you flex by unflexing? Like, I don't have time for this. Ash, take my tickets. That's how, that's how he, he's on the, he's on that flex. He's on that gram. He's like, no, I, I don't care about this. Ash, take my place on this, on this dope ass crew. He just leaves. <laughs> he just, he just screws off. <laughs> or was Bill from the future and knew that the SSN was going to go down? Oh, wait. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. We cracked it. <laughs> We cracked it. Time Anywho. travel's a bitch. <laughs> yes. So what we're saying is Sarah B is just screwing up the time and creating like Bioshock Infinite Many Worlds, person Many Worlds, and then Professor Oak is hopping from universe, kidnapping Ashes, uh, and then putting him into his universe, and then for all we know, like Future Oak is just, uh, you know, actually an Ash, but like trapped in the future, now- and. It, it, yeah. Now that you bring up health insurance, I, I have to wonder, if Ash, if Oak has this many ashes, if Ash died in Pokemon the first movie, would that make Ash's health insurance go up? Um, because he's more at risk now. He died and came back to life. I guess that's only if you declared, or made, filed a claim that Ash died. Like, like, I guess like, I, like, I mean, okay. I guess I mean Ash happens to get himself in these situations where he's like literally fist fighting a fucking Mewtwo and I'm pretty sure that had to be televised who is not gonna watch a 10 year old throw hands with a fucking Mewtwo Ash's premiums is so high already. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. But he's underage. He's a minor. Uh, yeah, so but I'm, I'm guessing a- Oak is paying his medical expensive. Okay, so Oak is his sugar daddy? What? Well, Oak, Oak is the one telling him, Yo, dude, I heard there's going to be a Mewtwo here. It's fucking dangerous as hell. You should go check it out. So if I was Ash, I'd be like, Bro, you're at least paying my health insurance. Okay, so I, 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 then Oak must have like the most OP platinum level insurance plan. He's a ever. doctor, and yeah, he's a doctor. So yeah, oh maybe some some nepotism is going on. <laughs> so 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 maybe he declares, maybe he declares Ash as a dependent, but then he's buried to, to avoid like the some like weird legal audit or some legal loophole. He's buried. He he like. Ash is a secret dependent of his of his insurance plan, because like because Oak was the, originally the one who sent Ash out on his quest. Um, so, ah. cracked another case. <laughs> we did it. We did it. We did it, guys. Uh, Pokemon. <laughs> uh, okay. So, let's get into it. Pokemon Sword and Shield and Gun. I don't know about gun. <laughs> I feel like it would be uh, yeah. sword, shield, and staff. Okay, yeah, I can and see magic that. Magic mage staff. Um, I don't know when Pokemon became like a like a fantasy RPG, but no, these. I love that meme that I posted that's going around like 
<laughs> Pokemon. Po- I I've seen Pokemon Sword Art online. Oh my god. <laughs> Pokemon is officially Isekai. I love it. So <laughs> it's horrible. There's also one going around. So there's two. This is this is gonna be a completely different subject, but there's two Yu-Gi-Oh cards that are out. And one of them is okay. called Boral Sword Dragon, and the other one's called Boral Guard Dragon. So people are taking mm. Pokemon Sun, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, and putting these two Yu-Gi-Oh monsters on the cover as if they're the legendaries. Oh, uh, that's so it's good. good. <laughs> it's beautiful. Ah, oh, man. Okay, so um, yeah, on the uh, to the day on. Pokemon's 23rd anniversary, um, Nintendo announced um, the the new generation of Pokemon coming straight to the Switch. Uh, Pokemon Shield and Sword. Um, I I love this naming convention. It sounds metal as fuck. Um, I um, are you in agreement that it's gonna be? I mean, I guess I don't know. It's Twitter, so whatever. Twitter grabs onto something, it just rolls with it. But um, a lot of people are, are, at least are operating under the uh, assumption that it's, it's going to be placed in an area or world similar to the UK. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, they they revealed the map. So mm-hmm. usually the map will um, give key points on where it's located. And there, there is a tower that resembles Big Ben. So, oh, okay. I mean, usually that's that's right. Um, Pokemon X and Y, I want to say. I think it was... Yeah, yeah. Pokemon X and Y had um, the Eiffel Tower in it. And mm-hmm. that, that game took place in, like, Paris. Um... Mm. Then there was... Wait. Am I confusing myself? No. And then Black and White, I believe, took place in, like, something similar to New York. Okay. I just love all the memes. They're just, like, they're just portraying the protagonist in, like, super thick Cockney accents. It's like, this is, this is beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm I'm fairly certain that that's where it's taking place, and mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about the starters? Um, so I think I I think I'm in the camp where we must protect Sobble at all costs. I agree. <laughs> Sobble is the is the, the best best waifu of the Pokemon starters. Uh, uh, Sobble is the water slash anxiety <laughs> type. <laughs> uh, I, I, yes, I, I, I think I'm gonna definitely do, I'm definitely do Sobble. I, I, Grookey, uh, it's like the grass monkey Pokemon. Like, I'm like, meh, it doesn't really capture my attention. Um, so I want you to see this picture that I'm posting in the group right now. And mm-hmm. it's um, someone who claims to figure out Grookey's evolution, and it's holy shit! For, it's first form cell. <laughs> oh my! All right, so this, uh, <laughs> just sent me a photo. This is from at a cat or at Ascent. 
A C C C E N T. Uh, I figure out Grookey's evolution. On the left is a, a CGI render or, or from the, the trailer of, of Grookey. And then on the right is <laughs> is Imperfect Cell. <laughs> and I think it's perfect. The, uh, this is so good. Okay, I recheck my statement. I, I, <laughs> want, I wanted to be that so badly. Uh, I, lo- I love the internet. Oh, my God. Um, so yeah, score bunny, um, is a fire rabbit type. Um, like the, the best thing I've seen on the internet about score bunny is like a picture of all might and, and lifting up and cuddling, uh, a score bunny, which is pretty wholesome. Although I've been seeing, uh, so many memes about how people are complaining or they're just so fearful that. We're gonna get another fire fighting type. Yeah. So the whole um, the whole internet seems to be like uh, against Score Bunny being a firefighting, and I am one hundred percent along with that. We had mm-hmm. like how many how many fire? I mean, there was like what Blazekin was a firefighting, and um, uh, I guess how many how many archetypes have you had so, so far? So so there's Blazekin, Chimchar, Tetpig, and that's. Three in a row that were firefighting. Oh. Why, why is that? And then that? when Litten came out and they showed um, Litten's evolution. Uh, what the fuck is it called? I can't even think of it right now. Um, why am I blanking on this? Jesus Christ. It's okay. It's fine. Post-production. I got this. Incineroar. When okay, they showed okay. off Incineroar, everyone was like, oh, fuck, it's a firefighting type because it's a wrestler. But then it came out to be mm. Fire and Dark, which was awesome. Mm. But honestly, uh, I don't know. I don't know what Nintendo's factuation with making firefighting types. Um, mm-hmm. All other, all the other uh, starters, like the fire and the water, they always have different typings. I don't know what mm. makes their appeal to keeping firefighting a thing. Mm. Uh, so, I guess, I guess it's really hard to say. But do you think Nintendo will just retread ground again, or what would be your ideal uh, final evolution type combination for the like, Score Bunny? I think it would look. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say based off of just, like, Score Bunny. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like it could definitely go into, like, a Fire Fairy type. Oh. That would be a nice typing. Um, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Trying to see uh, types. Uh, yeah, you know what? You're just catching my imagination. Like fire fairy. I don't think there's a. Has there been a fire fairy type before? Or a combination like that before? I don't think so, but we'll check. Uh, I don't think so. Hmm. Okay, you know what? Just because of 
the rule of cool. I've never seen it before. I want I want final final evolution to be fire fairy. That'd be so awesome. Yeah, there's actually no fire fairy type. Make it happen, Nintendo. Make it happen. <laughs> or or maybe maybe it'll be a new type. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I'm more excited for in this generation is getting or hoping to get a new Eevee evolution. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I don't know if you know this, but Nintendo has a trend besides the first um, the first generation. Eevee comes... Well, bef- besides the first and second gen. Eevee comes every second generation. So, so okay. we got evolutions in Gen 1, Gen 2, Gen 4, Gen 6. Mm-hmm. And, and now then, it's Gen 8. Oh, man. I, I've seen a meme. You know, I, can't, I don't remember the meme, but it's the meme where that one guy is like, sh- is like shaking and yelling at a fence. Don't let me in. Yeah, the let me in meme. And I saw one for like evolutions. And uh, on the second frame, it had a list of all the types that weren't evolutions yep. yet. So if I remember correctly, I think Bug is one of them. Yeah. Steel. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, no wait ice yeah oh uh, no they have an ice uh, one glaceon they do okay That's so right. there's uh, ground bug flying poison dragon steel fighting rock and ghost mm. which one it, it, there could only be one like highlander style what which which evolution I want a ghost evolution. Hell yeah! I want to go I thought too. Let's do it. It was funny because me and my friend were talking about this, and I thought of an amazing way to get a ghost evolution. Do so, it. Do it. Pitch it. My idea is, so Eevee evolves based on things, I guess, that go on around it. Mm-hmm. So if you level it up with a, with using only fairy moves, it evolves into to um, Sylveon. So I'm thinking... If it levels up... Alright, hold on. Let me take this back a minute. So Pokemon that level up, if they faint at the level... Like, when they level up... So... It's hard to explain. So... Take your time. Post-production. Charmeleon, for instance. Charmeleon evolves at level 35. Or 36. Whatever. Anyway. The thing is, if you get Charmeleon to level 36... And in that battle, the Charmeleon faints, it does not evolve. Because it's fainted. Mm. Now, what if we get Eevee to level up to its level of evolution, and then it faints, and that's how it evolves? Oh, shit. I like it. That's awesome. (laughs) That's how we need to do a Ghost Eevee. Let's do it. Andy, you're a genius. Ghost Eevee. I'm down for it. I'm ready. Yes. I'm waiting. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Like, hands down. Like my my favorite my favorite Pokemon types always have been like Ghost and Psychic, and like I always love. To this day, I mean, I love. I I mean, Ghostly Gastly. Or, I mean, wow, wow, Ghastly Haunter Gengar, still my favorite Pokemon ever. Um, aside from Armored Mewtwo, but I don't think Armored Mewtwo counts. But, um, yes, I want Ghost so badly. I think it would be so cool. Um, oh, gosh. I just, I would, I, I'm just thinking, like, 
it's just like like just ideas where I don't know it has like this go like it's fur it's may like, comes off in like this purpley wispy smoke there are uh, some and plumes there are some it. pretty cool designs on deviant art mm-hmm. um where an artist actually like worked on what an evolution for every type would be and mm-hmm. man I've seen this like for years um yeah I just I just googled ghost evolution wow there's a lot of cool stuff uh yeah you have like forms which are just like literally half skeletons you have forms where you have like a skull mask and then like little flames on on the end of the ears or it has like mini antlers um oh that's so cool yeah there are some some really cool ones um this is the one that i'm talking about so this one has like eevee but it's like kind of like a mummy looking eevee Mm-hmm. Where it has like bandages all around its body, and mm-hmm. it just looks so cool. Uh, let me let me pop that in the chat. All right. They have like a cool idea for a steel, a dragon, a bug, rock, fighting. Wow, this is so cool. Yo, I really... Oh, the bug. The bug evolution. Looks so cool, it has, right? Like, it has, it has, like, has, like, two sets of wings. Um, and it has, like, the 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 ears are pronged forward, like a pair of antenna. antenna. Oh, I love it. It's and so the one cool. right above that is a dragon one. <clears throat> that mm. one looks so sick. Uh, this is awesome. Andy, why what can we have this now? Uh man. Yeah, oh now I'm conflicted. Like if if I had a bug evolution like this, game. And this oh, um it. so like right above Flareon, that's like a normal type evolution for Eevee. So if Eevee mm-hmm. just like evolved into another normal type. Mm-hmm. So this gives, like, Eevee an evolution of its type, which is pretty awesome because I don't think that's something people ever think about. Like, we, everyone sees Eevee as the normal type evolution, but Mm. I feel like... No, no, Eevee is, like, the base form. It's... My gosh. This is too cool, Andy. Too cool. Oh, yeah. But I think if I had to... Think about it in uh, a realistic sense of what Pokemon's gonna do. They're probably gonna come out with a poison type or a steel type. Mm, and okay. Well, why? Why say? That? I mean, you are you are the master, so. So. What's your logic behind that? Well, so all the evolutions for Eevee have come out with one being weak against the other. So okay. the the original trio. Uh, water's weak to electric, electric's weak to, um, well, actually that doesn't really work, but whatever, electric beats 
uh, water, water beats fire. And then there's Espeon and Umbreon, which uh, Psychic is weak to Dark. And then I think Dark is also weak to Psychic. And then there's Glaceon and Leafeon, and Grass is weak to Ice. And now there's Sylveon, and Sylveon is a fairy, and fairy are weak to Poison and Steel. So I okay. feel like that's just kind of like the next chain of command. Awesome. That's some um, that's some great sleuthing. I yeah. I've I've been thinking about Pokemon and evolutions for twenty one years now. Andy, do you have a cork board with like some tacks and I don't. I should clippings. You should. You should. <laughs> It'll go great again alongside like a Kingdom Hearts like story board. Like now that Kingdom Hearts three, you, you probably beaten it like twice already. No, only once. I'm still <laughs> only still once. working on it. <laughs> still working on it. Ugh. that's very good. But that brings me to our next conversation, which we've had pretty publicly on yes. our Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/supernerdpals. Join us. Join us. Um, where I posted a picture of the starters. And I don't know who the fuck came up with this. But someone decided that all the starters resemble the Powerpuff Girls. It, it makes so much sense. The color schemes and the like... The... Like, specifically how, how like the markings on their heads match up various iconic hairstyles so um score bunny has like blossoms giant red bow um and then sobble has uh the like hair um, parting of bubbles yeah. uh mm -hmm. between its eyes mm -hmm. and then groki's ears it resemble um buttercup's hair yeah so, um, so again, I, just playing on the theme that Professor Oak is just this unhinged scientist, uh, not driven by morals or ethics. Um, he got tired of he got he got tired like he he was trying to pursue the next the, his next special project. And, and here comes Professor guess, Utonium knocking on his door. Here comes Professor. <laughs> because Professor Utonium, and he he starts experimenting with Pokemon, and he instead of you instead of, well, I guess maybe pushing the bounds of science, or he wants to go beyond science. He discovers alchemy, <laughs> and <laughs> and then uh, he he opens the gate of truth and decides to make the perfect Pokemon. Um, and what's the po perfect Pokemon? Like the true companion. Um, Someone that can effectively communicate, uh, and not just of once in a while fluke where you have uh, like a Mewtwo who can speak telepathically in, in in English, or Meowth, this marvel of a, a Meowth Pokemon that taught itself how to teach English as well. No, he wants actual living, communicating, th sentient, <laughs> or or actually, well, well, I guess Pokemon are. Uh, 
No, Pokemon are sentient. Yeah. Okay, he was su- he was super sentient Pokemon. So he was using going full Show Tucker. He uses alchemy to splice and fuse uh, the the but- uh, the Potter- uh, Powerpuff Girls with three uh, experimental uh, Pokemon. So one a lizard, one a bunny, and one a one a um, a monkey, and creates the new starter Pokemon we need we see today. So yes. He uses alchemy and creates a set of new starters. Now. It's great. Would that make Mojo Jojo a Pokemon? Uh. He's he's a sentient monkey. Could it be a cousin of Grookey or. I mean, it's definitely not the same. Not the same family of Grookey. Okay. So Uh, I feel like Mojo Jojo is just another random Pokemon out there. And. And for that matter, we could go through all of the Powerpuff Girl villains. <laughs> the, uh, the, the Grand Gang, gang Green Gang. Um, um, what, what, what about him? Him is not a... I mean, I guess him would be like a Pokemon god of darkness. Or I mean, I mean we, they, they, we've established there are Pokemon gods. Um... Uh, I, w- I would say him would be Pokemon Nightmares, but that that's mm-hmm. already taken by Darkrai. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, gosh, I would I probably have to say Mojo Jojo is a Pokemon. Um, I mean, I I I, I guess, or, or maybe like, or maybe like he's like a the stepping stone in between that and our Gen Eight starters, because <laughs> um, like. What do you think about Jojo? Mojo Jojo doesn't really have any. Per- he doesn't have Pokemon moves per se. He's just he's just super smart and he utilizes a lot of. Tools I mean, so would that makes giant super? Would weapons. that make him like a, a psychic steel type? Oh, you know what? Yeah. Okay, I can I can definitely see that psychic steel type. And yeah. then and then we got Fuzzy uh, Lumpkins. Fuzzy Lumpkins, which would be like. Fighting and fairy, or whatever works. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, okay. I need to look up more Powerpuff Girls uh, villains. Uh, we got Sedusa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just hot take. Uh, I don't. I mean, I guess like Sedusa's really weird to have for like a kids' card. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're talking about fucking Professor Oak going Shao Tucker on us with the Powerpuff Girls, but Sedusa is where we draw the line. Uh, Sedusa's too far. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I, okay, I, I mean, I guess if people can get along with with him, who's this non-binary androgynous demon who has. Lo- Lobster claws for hands and wears high heels and fishnets. Then seduces pretty lame fair. So I guess that I guess that works. <laughs> oh gosh. So we got like Sedusa, Rowdy Rough Boys, uh, the Amoeba Boys, the Amoeba Boys. Oh man, the Gang Green Gang, um, Princess Morbucks, Fuzzy Lumpkins, him, Emoji Jojo. Um, Oh, I thought there were more villains. Uh, and then there's the the cockroach guy from episode one. Oh yeah, but he... um, there's also the the salami swami. 
that showed up for like five seconds. <laughs> Almost I'm thinking of Chess's friends. It was Justice Pals. Uh, I mean, we could throw Justice Pals in here too. That's the same oh, series. Shit. I, I love that crossover so much. <laughs> um, then Fraggable Crunk is fighting and... Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I would just say fighting. Just fighting. Yeah, it's just pure fighting. Um, Val Hallen <laughs> would be... Oh gosh! What well, uh, steel? Cause metal? And, Cause hard rock? And thunder? And, Cause he plays an electric guitar? Thunder, yes. There you go. And totally not because he looks like Thor. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, Major Glory is normal. <laughs> <laughs> so fucked up. His typing is justice. Is justice? Oh gosh. Ah, uh, well, yeah. We have officially crossed over the Powerpuff Girls, the Justice Friends, and Pokemon. It's great. It's beautiful. Gen eight confirmed. <laughs> Gen eight confirmed. Um, but yeah, Andy, what are you? What are you just looking forward to with Gen eight? As like, um, I mean, wants to be on the Switch, which is gonna be just. It's gonna be so beautiful and just. Just keeping, just keeping the dream alive, and uh, we have a new area. We have new starters. Badges um, are back. Badges are back. Like what? What? What inside details do you have? What? What? What are you just stoked for? Uh, so I'm really excited that badges are back. Evolutions, hopefully. Um, mm -hmm. I'm also very curious to how the the competitive meta is gonna change mm -hmm. so I, I are they gonna add a new type I don't know but even even if they don't um, the competitive meta always changes every generation because um, they'll they'll decide like oh Pokemon won't have this move anymore it won't have access to this move anymore or um, there'll be a new Pokemon that's better than then a, like for instance, um, say Quagsire. Quagsire is a a water water ground type, so there might be a better version of Quagsire, so a better water ground type than using a Quagsire. Um, I mean, I know we have a bunch of water ground types, and uh, one really good replacement for Quagsire was Seismitoad, which mm -hmm. is also water ground. Uh, but Seismitoad's a little bit stronger, and it it's a little bit weaker when it comes to like defense, but it's a lot stronger. But the benefit to Quagsire is Quagsire gets access to the move or cover. So Quagsire becomes this wall. And mm. so there there's like a ton that goes into Pokemon meta and what to use and when to use certain Pokemon because they have access to certain moves and that changes every generation even when it's a remake game um, Pokemon 
Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, uh, certain Pokemon got access to newer moves and better moves. So that made like things that weren't good in the current meta way better in the current meta. So there's there's a lot that that goes into competitive meta. So this is really this is super fascinating, but half like going over my head because I've always been casual. I know like you're really hardcore into like competitive Pokemon. Um, so uh, yeah, this is super, super exciting. I and I, I guess like uh, oh, I just had a, a thought. Like, what would be like your dream? Um, meta change uh, of Gen A. I know that's really hard to say because we there's so few information out there about the new Pokemon. But uh, if there was like something that's been on your mind that you wish that would be patched or or buffed or maybe debuffed, like what would it be? Mm. Man, there's so much. <laughs> there's so much. <laughs> um. There are certain Pokemon that have to definitely be debuffed a little. There are straight up Pokemon that conquer the meta. There's one Pokemon in particular that's completely banned from competitive play. Seriously? Yeah, Mega Rayquaza. Oh, uh, okay. Mega Rayquaza is, is the most powerful Pokemon, period. It Its stats are like ridiculous. Um, it has this ability, Delta Stream, and Yo, that sounds that sounds OP and scary as fuck. So what Delta Stream does is like insane. It oh, fuck. Let me let me pull up exactly what Delta Stream does. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Alright, so Delta Stream When a Pokemon with Delta Stream enters a battle Or a Pokemon gains the ability A unique weather controller That's useless That's not what Delta Stream does Mm. (laughs) Hold on Delta Stream Pokemon Okay, cool, I got it so, Delta Stream is... So, the Pokemon causes strong, strong winds that have the following effects. The weather stays active as long as the ability barrier remains in... Uh, the ability bearer remains in battle and stops when the Pokemon is switched out. So, as long as Mega Rayquaza is out, Delta Stream's effects always going off. Um... Mm. Electric, Ice, and Rock-type moves deal normal damage to Flying-type Pokemon, instead of super effective. So Mega Rayquaza's uh, a Flying Dragon-type. Mm-hmm. So, Ice moves are times 4 to it, which is what made it, like, bearable to fight against. So, Ice-type moves to Mega Rayquaza do times 2 damage instead of times 4. Oh, wow. And the strong winds cannot be replaced by weather conditions, such as hail, rain, sunny day, sandstorm. 
So there are Pokemon teams that are built. There's there's a Pokemon team that's a Hail team. There's a Rain Dance team. There's a Sunny Day team, and there's a Sandstorm team. And these Pokemon teams work only in the condition of these weather conditions. And to just have a Mega Rayquaza come out and be like, yeah, your team doesn't work anymore, it kind of blows. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, so I guess... Yeah, so wait, so currently Mega Rayquaza is banned, <clears throat> so do you th- so I guess to... Do you th- how likely do you think like a debuff is going to happen for like Gen 8, if any? Honestly, I'm not hyper realistic that it's gonna happen. I don't, I don't think Pokemon cares enough to mm. to debuff this. But mm-hmm. I think this Pokemon is beyond stupidly broken. So, in like Yu-Gi-Oh terms, is it like like yo like something like Exodia or it's like it's just or like a different god? It's just like so beyond broken that it's like. It's like unfixable or something like that. I mean, it's definitely fixable. There's mm-hmm. ways to fix it. It's just, I feel that Pokemon don't really doesn't really care much to fix it. And if they do, mm-hmm. it's not gonna. They're not gonna fix it in a debuff. They're gonna fix it as like they're gonna make this Pokemon that's able to counter specifically Mega Rayquaza. Uh, okay. Which I think. Is fine, but Mega Rayquaza's stats are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Like a Shonen anime, Pokemon will just make another super strong or Pokemon. It'll be fine. It'll be good. Or or something to just cancel its ability. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um. Oh man, Andy, I can't wait. Until we until this comes out and we have like a spoiler cast and you could just dish out stats and nerd out over like all this all this new new stuff that we're, we're gonna have in Gen Eight. Well, I'm fairly um, certain this game is coming out November. Okay, so yeah, they didn't announce. Uh, actually, well, when when was the last one? When did um last November? Okay, that's when uh Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu came out. And then the November before that is when Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon came out. And then the November before that was... What Pokemon game came out? Uh... Maybe it was Sun and Moon. No. I think Ultra... Uh... Did Sun and Moon come out? Wow, I'm like losing track of time. Oh yeah, Sun and Moon came out on uh, November 18th, 2016. Yeah, so then... And then before that was X and Y, and then before that was Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Uh, so they have a... they have a, There's a pattern, damn it. So this November, get, get some Sword and Shield. Yeah, I... I highly believe it's this November and I'm excited for it and I will be getting back into competitive Pokemon play it's gonna mm-hmm. be fun uh which version are you gonna get I'm gonna get both realistically yeah, yes that's the right answer realistically <laughs> I will be the one to spend 
Well, they'll probably have a special edition that comes with both games for a hundred dollars. Yeah. True facts. And and I'll probably be getting that. <laughs> That's very good. I I I probably will get both, but if I had to limit to one just for the memes, Pokemon Shield, because I love I love like the Rising of Shield Hero Pokemon memes that are coming out. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll probably be playing Sword. Okay. Oh, we're rivals. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. It's fine. Well, Pokemon Gun will come out, and that will equalize everything. It'll be fine. Pokemon Gun. Pokemon Gun. And that's the one that Ryan plays. Ind indeed. <laughs> um, cool. Well, do you have any last thoughts about the Pokemans? I want them to reveal more. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, it's only been like a, a week or so since the, the news dropped. Um, but it's been taking the internet by storm. Just every day it's just twitter just just posting memes of pokemon characters in thick accents and pairing up pokemon with like my hero academia and other crossovers i love it so uh give us more nintendo and gay freak uh you're doing you're doing the good work uh and i, th I think it's just it's just i just i just love how surreal and amazing it's been like 23 years of pokemon still going strong and and now, no, Gen 8. Gen 8 is here. It's crazy. Uh, I didn't think this day was coming soon, but mm -hmm. I'm glad it's here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Uh, oh, and I I guess I just, I just want to show... Uh, I know it's a bit of a tangent, but I just want to give a shout-out. Like, um, you know, this is a little bit early for, like, 2019 hot mess, but... I just want to give poor out to my homie, Rip, rest in power, PS Vita, because as of like this week slash last week, uh, Sony Japan officially stopped producing the PS Vita. Um, so um, it's going to be, from here on out, it's going to be really hard to pick up new copies of Vitas unless you go to the resale market. Um, and I just, I just, I'm just sad because the PS Vita was such an amazing handheld console and the Sony, Sony didn't have enough first party support for it but it just became this <clears throat> indie darling for like JRPGs and visual novels and a lot, there was a, been a lot of great games that came out of the Vita and I don't know if Sony was ever going to do a return to a PlayStation co a handheld console that's what, I mean, that's I, what everyone said when the PSP died and the PSP go mm-hmm that's what everyone's gonna say when the Vita well the Vita's dead now yeah so I feel like Sony will come out with something yeah no you will see I just I just I'm just really sad Andy like there were so many good games um for the Vita like uh like for me like Gravity Rush was amazing yeah. uh Ropa. um you had like Persona 3, P4 Golden, um, just so many good titles. I even got like good crossover games like uh, Sly 4, which came out for the PS3 and the Vita. And mm. it played smoothly on the Vita. It was great. Um, mm. Rayman Origins, which was also another really fun game on the Vita. So there, mm. the Vita had a great library. It had a great run. Um so pick one up. I know you, uh, Japan did not produce anymore, but 
just I there's I'm sure that at this point there's still plenty of them and uh, um, you could get on the second hand market. Uh, so just pick one up. Just like just give some just breathe some life and into the Vita that was such an amazing piece of hardware and it had so many great games and um, you know I guess at at Sony, <laughs> um, I, I know the, I know there's been a lot of crazy rumors going around with Sony how like the PS5 supposedly could play everything from like PS4 to PSX, which would be wild. Um, but yeah, we'll just we'll see what happens. But Sony, do the right thing, make a Vita two. I need no, it. Vita I need two. it right now. <laughs> well, on the last bit of other news. Um, I'm happy to announce that Zach and I have been working on a on a project, and Woo! it's been called uh, "Wonderful Celebration of Pokemon Snap," and that first episode will actually be airing on March 21st. Oh snap! It's gonna be um, a eight episode project, and it ranges from all things of how we got introduced to Pokemon Snap to a Pokemon Snap sequel and what could it be about and even like how Snap is still alive today within the community so yeah so if you haven't subscribed to oh actually will it be on the same yeah, feed yeah it's going to as... be on the same feed as Super oh, Nerd excellent. Pals excellent well you heard it from Andy uh, so subscribe to Super Nerd Pals if you haven't already uh, just hit subscribe on any podcatcher of your choice, so iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. Um, if you're somehow listening to this on some other platform, but you want to, you know, get on the go, you can also copy and paste that RSS feed into your podcatcher of your choice, and you'll never miss an episode. Hell yeah! You want to send us out? Hell, hell yeah! So yeah, like I said before, uh, we are super nerd pals, um, and you can find us at, at any and all. Um, oh, you can find us on any podcatcher of your choice, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. Um, uh, we're gonna, I, I, thanks to Zach, we, we got some updates. Uh, apparently, Spotify changed around their um, podcast hosting requirements. So, hopefully, we can get onto Spotify in the near future. But any other podcatcher of your choice, uh, you can find us there. Um, you can find us all over the interwebs, um, especially on uh, on Facebook. We have a great group, uh, facebook.com slash group slash Super Nerd Pals, uh, where we post news and memes and just share, um, just share the love. It's a great community, so check us out there. You can also find us on um, on Twitter and Instagram at Super Nerd Pals. And uh, Andy, where else can uh, all of our super... Uh, super amazing fans and pals can find us on the interwebs. You can find me on Twitter at SweetJustice1. You can find me on Twitter at Kyo Ninja for Hire. That's K Y O Ninja for Hire. And check out our sister, bro- uh, our sister podcasts, uh, Left for Dread, hosted by Chris and Woo! Ryan. Indeed, all for all your horror needs. And Chaos Cast, hosted by Zach Lyons. Yeah, so the latest episode dropped recently, where it's the Kingdom Hearts three full spoiler cast. So check that out. Oh yeah, hell yeah! And with that. Um, you know, <laughs> Andy, it's been so long. I don't know how to end an episode. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>